You're listening to Slim Radio. Slim, Slim, Slim Radio. Slim Radio. This is Slim Radio live on hair. All right. Well, then let's get started with. My mom had a mullet. Oh damn! I'm excited. I'm finally in your show. I've only been like once, once. many years ago. Many years ago, indeed. Many moons ago. Uh, Still in the old studio. In a different location. In a different location. Um, I'm gonna start with a little bit of a moody, moody vibe. Even though it's not really how I'm feeling today, but I remember that this song existed because of the Batman. Oh my god. (laughs) So based off of me saying that, you probably already know what it is. Here is Something in the Way by Nirvana. Something in the way 
Wasn't that wasn't that nice and moody? <laughs> what? Ismail is being very hectic right now. It's okay. Yeah, it is. <laughs> we were talking about how Ismail is on the brink of um, wearing the same clothes every day. And he yeah. says this wearing a very fun, cool shirt that I have pretty much the exact same of, to be honest. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah, you don't have anything in your room. You're going to wear the same clothes all the time. Yeah. Your wallpapers on your phone and computer are all the generic ones. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous, isn't it? You don't want to like, be labeled. fucking get some salt in your life, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, next thing, what is it? Like, I'm going to go bold. <laughs> I mean... Hair? No, I love my hair. Like, that's fair, not being... This is going to be touched. When I met you, you had bigger hair, to be fair. Yes, I had to cut it. Why? Because it was getting, like... I don't know, it was getting big and annoying, like... Yeah. I feel like a buzz cut is so low maintenance. What is but oh yeah like yeah, yeah. true I is. love I love buzz cuts I think they look very cool. I like low maintenance stuff <laughs> yeah very cute so get a buzz cut yeah I'll buzz it awesome I've buzzed heads before that's great well I've buzzed one head yeah actually this <laughs> a, a friend oh whoa yeah great experience <laughs> a yeah. friend did this I didn't went anywhere yeah hmm. it looks good yeah my goal is to learn how to do it myself yeah well not to learn how to do it but to overcome the fear of doing mm, it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I could cut my own hair when I had longer hair because then I would just trim the tips and then it would oh, yeah. be chill. And then I've dyed my own hair. Um, sometimes I've done it like six times. Sometimes it went well. Sometimes it was very patchy and horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then actually on fr on Saturday, two days from now, I'm dyeing my hair again. No way. I'm going to go red. You're going to go red? Mm -hmm. Like artificial red or like ginger redhead type of thing or like... Kind of ginger, but I do want it to look somewhat artificial That's because... That's fucking crazy. I feel like if you're going to dye your hair, you might as well make it look fake. Yeah. It's kind of like, I also like the idea. It's the same as like makeup. When I wear makeup, I do it in a way that like, it's still natural, but you can tell that I did something to my face. Nice. You know? Because I feel like if you're going to put the effort in, yeah, show the effort. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I'm going to dye my hair. It's going to be like a brick copper type red. Nice. Yeah. That's going to be amazing. Yeah. We'll what? see if it turns out tacky or not. <laughs> I think it's going to be all right. I'll take the risk. What? Exactly. That's the attitude. Yeah. What color do you think it will fit me? Fit you? Yeah. I feel like, honestly... Oh, you could, oh, of these like random, random ass colors. You could rock like a bright pink. Bright pink? Yeah. That could work. Maybe it's because this this shirt. I see a lot of people with that type of shirt. And with then like bright hair bright hair, yeah. Yeah. For the people listening, his shirt is just like a button down flannel. Very like muted tones. Boring. <laughs> but it's cool, it's grungy. Oh my god. <laughs> I was thinking like blonde, but not blonde, like white. Oh yeah. <laughs> that could be cool too. I don't know. Like platinum bleach. Yes. That could be cool. That could be weird. I debated doing that too, but I have such thin hair that it would like fall off. Oh yeah, exactly. Because that will basically destroy me. <laughs> yeah. But you do you have thick hair? Yes. Because if so, I think it can survive. Awesome. <laughs> nah, I, I'm not going to take the risk actually. No? No. Boring. You don't want to be put into a box. I don't want to be put into a box. Exactly. <laughs> you live with the cards That's actually down. why I, I had a septum and I... I removed it. True, you had a septum. And that was like the, that's like the biggest box you it's like you, the guy with the the guy with the thing, you know? Like do you know the guy with the thing? Like I don't know his name, but like the guy with the thing, you know? The, the guy thing with the septum fucking piercing. nose, yeah. I feel like that used to be a bigger thing and now it's the guy with the dangly earring. 
the dangly earring. I feel like it's become somewhat of a personality trait to be yeah. a guy with a dangly earring. Yeah, exactly. I don't know exactly what it means, but I've heard that term. I guess, like, that is a big earring. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, apparently, the internet says... I mean, the internet says a lot of bullshit. Mm. But <laughs> apparently it's, like, a certain type of guy that has a dangly earring. And wow. I'm like, maybe he just wanted a dangly earring. Wow. You know? Yeah, maybe he does. <laughs> maybe he just did. Like. Leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Leave the poor guy alone. Yeah. Um, well, it's been 10 minutes of shit talking. Right, no way. That's, <laughs> not, that's not true. It's 6.08. That's well, not true. Eight minutes. Wow. To be fair, almost four of those minutes were Nirvana, something in the way. Ah. <laughs> but hello, everyone. This is My Mom Had a Mullet. Ishmael is joining me today um, because I'm a little bit sick and I'm a little bit low energy, so he agreed to join and make my job a lot easier. <laughs> Um, today I'm going to be talking about gatekeeping in music and how it was before and how it is now and what does that even mean. So gatekeeping in music is just, if you know what gatekeeping is, just apply that to the music industry. Do you know what gatekeeping is? I'm your perfect, um, person to talk to <laughs> Yeah. Because I don't. You, <laughs> you don't know? I mean, for sure. It's just like the term gatekeeping is like to just don't give people opportunities or something or? yeah kind of so for example uh you see this a lot now well not just on social media it used to be before but for example gatekeeping an artist quote unquote would be like if a fan is like oh my god you can't listen to like uh -huh. i don't know nirvana you can't listen to nirvana you don't even you're not even a real fan or yeah, yeah, you I see, see someone with a nirvana shirt it's like oh my god name three songs it's like Okay, well, maybe yeah. they do actually just like Nirvana, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like that. Uh, but I then, see. so for example, in the past, <gasps> uh, the music <gasps> industry was really controlled by record labels, radio stations, music critics, uh, physical music stores, and everything um, because they basically decided which artists and songs would get oh exposure. Oh my God, I would like flirt my ass off <laughs> in, a, in a music physical music shop that's where i will find my my fucking wife yeah yeah i'll just go to the shelves that I, of the music that i like and i'll just kind of like wait there until <laughs> like a girl shows up just stand isn't that practical i think that is practical fuck yeah fuck in there man like what the fuck is yeah, that yeah <laughs> get a job at a record shop and then if somebody buys a cool album you're like oh my god that's such a cool one yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh my god no way you listen to like Arctic Monkeys. Arctic Monkeys. Oh my god, you've heard of Tame Impala? No way. Do you know that it's just like a single artist? <laughs> oh my god, do you know he's from Australia? No way, nobody knows that. Do you know Australia? <laughs> Have you ever heard of Australia? <laughs> That's like one time my friend Erica, who's been on the show, she's fucking insane. I'm one Australian time, for sure. No, she's American. Okay. But she, um, she once turned to me and she was like, am I the only one that forgets that Canada exists? Oh yeah. <laughs> no, like, you're not the only and I was like I feel like she was because it's such a big place yeah it's huge like Australia like, <laughs> it's massive she was like I keep forgetting other people know about Canada and I was like it's not some fucking niche yeah country <laughs> like true true like it's massive it is massive if it, it would be different if it was like fucking Luxembourg true <laughs> like, I do forget about that one yeah. quite a lot yeah like what's over there I've been there once You have been there? I've been there once because I have Luxembourgish citizenship. And what is over there? Nothing. A bridge. 
A bridge. Yeah.、Mm. And I saw one guy smoking crack. And that was it. <laughs> What? <laughs> that was my Luxembourg experience. <laughs> wow, crazy. Yeah. Or, no, I don't know if it was crack or meth. I don't know. Whatever. I watched Breaking Bad, and that's my entire experience. <laughs> <laughs> We gotta go, Jess. We gotta go. <laughs> Yo, Mr. White. <laughs> It's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's my Luxembourg experience. Great. Um, again, getting off track. Anyway, so nah, now, nah. <laughs> now there was a brief little explanation of music gatekeeping in general in the past. It was basically all the big businessmen in suits who had power, and they essentially chose who would get exposure and money or not exactly. So then, you know, there would be a lot of sleeping with the record executive to get your record played. There would be a lot of payola, which is essentially. Basically, like bribing. Payola. Payola, yeah. That's a crazy word, I like it. The music industry. I want that shit tattooed in my neck. <laughs> <laughs> the music industry is snobby enough to have its own word for bribing. Holy fuck. Oh my god, I'm gonna give you a really nice fact after the next song that you're gonna like.、Okay. Of another like, term that is like, really fun. Okay, I'll play the next song now then. And then, <laughs> and、nice. then you give me the, <laughs> the term because I'm excited. Okay, pick a number between 1 and 16. <laughs> eight. eight? Yes. Oh, amazing choice. Holy Here is、fuck. Didn't You Know by Erica Badu.、Woo. Very, very good song. Enjoy.
that was an amazing choice. Thank you for saying the number eight. Yes, no worries. <laughs> I'm good at what I do. That, <laughs> that was Didn't You Know by Erica Badu, the one and only. She's insane. I watched a, a I think it was like a Vogue uh, house tour or something. I don't think it was Architectural Digest. It was something different. And she was showing her studio. And she, I didn't realize how like, yeah, weird she is. She was like, this one like beautiful instrument i got it in my first ayahuasca ceremony and i was like <laughs> how many ceremonies were there i think i Erica. have seen that video yeah maybe she's so she wears like bells around her ankles because she likes the sound it makes i would just get cool. so annoyed yeah me too yeah she's but hey she makes good music yeah it's like just leave her alone <laughs> let her be it's like Rick oh my Rubin. god if i would be like if i would be like in the studio recording this girl i'd be like can you please take your <laughs> little bells and chains yeah. of your body and she probably like, takes it off to record to be fair that's it better man i hope so unless she wants it to be part of the swung wow wow an artist nice um so gatekeeping no my fact Oh, yeah, your fact. Yes. Go ahead. So, do you know how almost every fucking song from a period of time, I don't know if it was like, I mean, I guess 60s, 70s, I don't know, they, they had a fade out. Yes. Right? Yeah. It was people 80s. like it. Yeah. 80s. People like it. People don't like it. Whatever. But like, there was this fucking long fade out, like almost every song. They, they <laughs> yeah. Just, right? So, the reason why, mm. it's drugs. And what? Drugs. Yeah. And it's because... So when they were uh, budgets to produce albums before, they were massive. They were like 20K or more, like it's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So artists and the producers and the engineers and stuff, they wanted to have fun. So they wanted drugs, but they didn't want to pay for them themselves. Mm -hmm. So what they did was on that, on, on like the offer on the budget, they will add a guy that was called the fade out guy. Mm -hmm. And then that guy will cost maybe 5K to hire. And that guy was a, a very good specialist on doing fade outs okay right so then that obviously was not a real position there was yeah. not like such a person as the fade out guy because also the fucking mixing consoles had a button that you could just press <laughs> and it would fade out automatically yeah so basically they were just like yeah using Scamming. the fade out guy to get money for drugs oh my god it's like we're yeah yeah we need a we need a fade out guy because now like all the records had this fade out and this guy's like really good at what he does he literally only specializes in that so we need like an extra thousand for the fade out guy <laughs> and then this guy just pressed the button and then like it's not a lot of cocaine with that budget oh my god <laughs> so it was all a scam it was all a scam holy shit I had yeah no idea. so now if you hear fade out you know that they have fun on that fucking record. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Surely not everyone did that. Surely some people were just like, I want to fade out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and they didn't even really do drugs. Cool. <laughs> yeah. They didn't even do drugs. They're yeah. like, I've never been in the same room as like a beer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like the modern lovers, they would like specifically sing about not taking drugs. <laughs> they would just be like, they, they had a song called I'm Straight, which at first glance, you're like, is that a song about not being gay? And he's like, no, I just like don't snort coke. Holy fuck. Or drink. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I, I had a teacher in my university who was always like, guys, don't do drugs, don't do drugs, don't do drugs. And he had, and he obviously was sober as hell. Mm -hmm. And he had a psychedelic rock band. <laughs> what? How can you have that? 
and don't I guess you can. take fucking yeah but like you just really like Pink Floyd <laughs> yeah he just wanted to be Pink Floyd yeah pretty much yeah fucking loser man. I don't think anyone should strive to be Pink Floyd those guys are not okay <laughs> fucking loser they're not okay they're not okay no. have you heard the album Life Killers by Queen no wow it's one of the best um, fucking live recordings of that band ever I need to get better at listening to Queen to be honest because so good Like, they fuck. Oh, Killer Queen? I'm gonna play that song. That song is so good. Yes. Killer Queen. Some typing ASMR. Okay, here's Killer Queen, and then I'll get back on topic, but this song is too good not to play. Enjoy. She keeps a moist in a pretty cabinet. At the vacation, she says, just like Marie Antoinette. A building remedy for Chris Job and Kennedy. Fade out you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> I'm pretty realized. sure they did drugs. 
Maybe. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> <laughs> that song is amazing. That that was Killer Queen by yes. Queen. Yes. Um, and then we were talking about, this actually kind of also links to today's topic. We were talking about how if we could go back in time and see any like artists live, we wouldn't go back and, see, and search for some super niche, obscure act. We would probably go see Queen. And then, right? Cause, yeah. Because... And then we started talking about how um, an artist, just because an artist is good, doesn't mean that they're like less respectable than some niche artsy artist. But yeah. I feel like there's this whole thing about, oh, this this group, this artist is so mainstream. Like you're so you're so like boring and normal. Like it's also like they always like drop it back to you it's not like oh this artist is so mainstream so you yeah you know it's not like <laughs> that's true it's like why did you even give up <laughs> yeah like, like like what that's so true that's true because because queen is fucking massive one of the most iconic groups of all time potentially yeah and yeah it's for a reason they're fucking incredible exactly but then i feel like it's like oh you like queen that's so basic although maybe that doesn't really apply to queen but I think it's because they're older. Yeah. Like an older group. If exactly. The, if somebody said that about like Taylor Swift, Harry Styles, like yeah. someone from today that's exactly. huge. Like, it's kind of like, oh, you're so basic. You're so boring. Whereas if somebody says that in like 20 years, maybe it'll be yeah, exactly. received differently. Yeah, for sure. Like, I'm pretty sure like maybe like, well, I haven't heard much of Harry Styles or Taylor Swift, but mm. what could happen is like the songs that are not, even known today are the ones that will maybe be way more popular in the future True. you know after the artist dies and whatever you are like oh shit this album that she did in fucking like i don't know that year and like it's actually super good that's true you know because people like revisit people revisit shit yeah yeah but that's also one of the things of gatekeeping i saw this a lot when i was starting to uh learn about punk is everyone was like oh fuck fuck mainstream artists fuck you know the system and whatever like all that yeah punk exactly like obnoxious shit yeah. <laughs> um but then so they shit on mainstream artists because they're huge and they like have all this money and everything even though punk is largely rooted especially when it blew up in england is largely rooted in like basically i think it was like an unemployment crisis or economic crisis or something like that yeah. so people were pissed off because they didn't have any jobs and then people started having making Bounce. music as yeah. a job yeah. yeah and then when that actually worked out so they solved their own problem they were like you fucking sell out it's like pick a struggle like uh, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like people but people are never happy you know no. what i'm saying like and it's nice to have haters <laughs> it's nice to have haters it's nice to have haters Why? it's really fun it's <laughs> do you fun. have haters no <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about, but I, I, like what I, I guess what I want to say is like if you have people who hate you, which is such a fucked up term. Like why would people like hate you? But if you have people who hate you, then you're probably doing something good. I think. Why? Because you're moving. At least you're like getting yourself noticeable. Right. Like it's not like I'm Andrew Tate, and I <laughs> like of course I'm hating Andrew Tate. It's not he's doing nothing good, you know. But yeah. like. Just in general, like these types of people, like, oh, pick a struggle type of people. Right. When those hate you, then you are, like, probably, like, yeah. onto something, you know? That's true. Some people are just angry about everything yeah, all like, the time. Yeah, it's like, mate, what the fuck? It's like, all right, well, that's not my problem. Twitter is paying you full time. Or what? <laughs> By the way, have you heard my song? I have not. What? Should I play it right now? Nah, just do your show. <laughs> I can. The To be fair, the music in the playlist is not very connected to the topic. I was it's just not? A bunch of songs that I've 
enjoyed lately. I, so I can play yours. Yes. It's also good for me to understand if the royalties uh, company that basically collects all the royalties in the Netherlands, if I receive something from them. Ooh. Yes, okay. because technically this radio should be connected with them. So mm, True. So, so what's it called? It's called Leftovers. Leftovers. By Upperflow. Upperflow. <laughs> there it is. Yay. Ooh, cool cover art. Yes, my sister did it. Oh, shout very out to nice. her. Yeah, shout she's out to amazing. Your she's fucking amazing. Here's Leftovers by Upperflow. Ooh. Ooh. You can play the radio edit. It's way, way smaller. Okay. Yes. <laughs> very fun. Do you want to tell us about your creative process? Yes. This? <laughs> so. This song basically was inspired by another song, mm-hmm. and it's basically Ooh. a song by Millie Jackson, yeah. and it's a really slow song, but it's amazing. And I tried to DJ uh, that song, the original, and it was like impossible to, to make people dance with it because it's kind of like a you know it's just a s- slow ass song. Mm-hmm. So I decided to turn it into this pretty much. Mm-hmm. Very cool. To, so people could fucking dance to it. Yeah, I really like it so far. It's been 45 seconds only and I'm already hooked. Nice. Very summery. All right, yeah. everyone. We will let you listen in peace. Enjoy.
That was really cool. That was Leftovers by Upper Flow. Yes. Who is Ishmael? And Alex. And Alex. It's a duo. It's a duo. It's Alex important. is the one that's on his way. Exactly. Oh, wow. Wow. I'm meeting the full Upper Flow group. The full Upper Flow two people. <laughs> the duo. Um, so gatekeeping. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> basically, I'll keep this part short because I think it's a little bit too heady and a little bit boring but then the next chunk i think is quite interesting but basically in the past uh everything was quite gatekept by record labels who essentially just determined which artists would receive contracts and financial support because they signed artists they were the main way that people would uh that artists would you know get money and recognition and everything so they essentially decided who would be heard and who wouldn't. Uh, and then a lot of the times they would also snub a lot of artists that maybe just, you know, weren't making enough money or that, I don't know, for whatever reason, record labels are a little bit weird sometimes. I think a lot of it needs to change, but that's a whole other, <laughs> that's a whole other show. Um, someone else who determined who was heard, obviously radio stations, um, they literally decided who, uh, yeah, who they would play on air or not. Physical music stores, so uh, just pay places where you sell albums, <laughs> records, and everything. Uh, they essentially just determined which artists or albums would be showcased more like prominently on the shelves. So if an artist wasn't on the shelves, then you know that's less recognition. It was it was much more challenging for them to gain visibility. And then there's music critics and journalists, you know, the Anthony Fantano of that era. <laughs> uh, reviews and opinions could really, like, make or break an artist's career. Um, positive reviews obviously could help gain recognition and support from record labels, audiences, and whatever. Whereas, on the other hand, negative reviews could really deter people from exploring an artist's work. Now, I did say that that was the boring chunk, that was the heady chunk. It's essentially the main gatekeepers of the music industry in the past were record labels, music critics and journalists, physical music stores and radio stations. However, here's the fun part, college radio stations. Because when doing research, I found this, you know, this radio station point and I was like, hmm, However, what about college radio stations? Because, for example, Violent Femmes gained recognition through college radio. They were never played on mainstream major radio stations. They didn't have a record deal because they didn't have a bass drum, which, very stupid. Uh, they didn't have a record deal. They were not played on the radio. So they really gained recognition uh, locally and through word of mouth and largely through college radio stations. So I started thinking and... They really broke through the traditional gatekeeping system. They gave exposure to artists that didn't really get airplay from major stations. Uh, and they were especially important before social media. Um, for example, a lot of artists that, a couple artists that gained recognition besides Violent Femmes were R.E.M., The Smiths, and Nirvana, um, because college radio stations would often play bands that later gained ma mainstream success. but labels and major stations didn't trust them basically they they were like oh you're too like weird you're too you're too like different so we're not gonna play you and then college radio stations would be like i literally don't give a fuck because i don't have any m like major restrictions contractual restrictions uh 
they had more freedom in their programming choices because they didn't have the same commercial pressures. So it would just be some like 20 year old going, oh, dude, I fucking love Nirvana. Have you heard of this? Let me play the song, you know, because everybody sounded like that at that time in the time of college radio. And also every 20 year old sounds like that, including me. Um, I am 20 years old, by the way. <laughs> I'm not. I'm 23. So I'm very old. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sick. Um, so college radio stations were really very important. They were more powerful than they get credit for. Um, I mean, come on, R.E.M., The Smiths, Nirvana. They're, these are major groups that became popular bef because of college radio. So let's get an example, for example, of R.E.M. Here is Losing My Religion by R.E.M. Enjoy. Consider that 
That was Losing My Religion by R.E.M. And we have been joined by a new guest. Would you like to say hello? I would love to say hello. <laughs> hello. Introduce yourself. With love. <laughs> <laughs> my mom is listening. Introduce her yourself. Oh, really? <laughs> Already I'm introducing myself to your mom. That's, uh, <laughs> no pressure there. <laughs> she, <laughs> she listens every day. I did name my show after her. Oh, that's so beautiful. What's her name? <laughs> huh? What is her name? Her name? Her name is Mom. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have the same mom. <laughs> Do you know the name of the show you're on right now? Um, no. <laughs> this is My Mom Had a Mullet. Why? Was it serious? Or huh? Was it a serious mullet? Or? It was a pretty serious oh, mullet. Shit. It was an 80s mullet. I'm sorry. You hear that. <laughs> so, sorry to hear that. Um... <laughs> Since uh, your mom is listening, I wish her the best, of course. <laughs> yeah. I'm very, very pleased and felt welcome to the show. <laughs> um, my name is uh, Alex. I'm <laughs> not lost. <laughs> <laughs> like my religion. But um, nice to be here. I definitely did not put you on the spot and say, sit down, speak. Definitely not. That <laughs> happened. No. No, I'm here on my own wheel. Yeah, on your own I'm wheel. Not, yeah. uh, I took the train myself. <laughs> I did not hold you at gunpoint. I'm perfectly fine, thank you. I hope you're also good in here. Yeah, yeah. Great. We I started talking about college radio while you guys were outside and how we're talking about music gatekeeping today, by the way. Music, which is sorry? gatekeeping. Ah, okay. Do you know what that means? Not really. I also didn't know. Ishmael also didn't know. Ishmael, do you want to explain? Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Let's see if you've been paying attention in class. Yeah. <laughs> well, gatekeeping is... <laughs> When fans of an artist mm -hmm. go to another fan or possibly a fake fan of the other artist and go like, yo, why are you wearing a Nirvana t-shirt? Tell me three songs of Nirvana. <laughs> yeah. So they're gatekeeping Nirvana to themselves. They're just like, no, you yeah. don't like Nirvana. They're like, only true fans can listen to Nirvana. You know? Exactly. Ah, I see, I see, I see. Exactly. <laughs> so it's essentially like, gatekeeping is like determining who gets listeners or not so i was saying that in the past a lot of that was done by record labels and radio stations and everything because they were the ones that would like say who would be heard or not basically will be big will be not exactly yes so then i started talking about college radio because college radio didn't have the same commercial pressures as uh -huh. like major radio so they could just be like dude I literally just love this band so much and I'm just going to play the same song 25 times because it's so sick and like experimental. Um, yeah. And then that popularized a lot of bands that uh, major radio stations didn't really pay attention to. So R.E.M., for example, who I just played, got mm -hmm. popular because of college radio. You're serious. Same with Nirvana and the Smiths. No way. Yeah, because nobody wanted to take them seriously. And then wow. some fucking snotty 20 year old was like but i think morrissey <laughs> is just so like <laughs> real <laughs> fuck yeah that's great you can you see know? you have actually a lot of power if you want if you're really into something and you have a platform to share um yeah you can make shit happen exactly and then that leads to word of mouth and everything which i think yeah i i mean word of mouth used to happen so differently i feel like because now with social media it's just hmm. like mass communication yeah with everyone all the time <laughs> whereas word of mouth was more like 
you show a song to a friend who shows it to another friend who hands out flyers. <laughs> That's how we do our promo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like it. It works, to I be like fair. I love it, yeah. Yeah, come on. It works. Like We, we now uh, just uh, got our envelopes. We're just going to write letters. Yes, yeah. we literally have envelopes yes. that say Aperflow on, yeah. the, on the coat, like, you know, inside. Yeah. And we're sending letters to, you know, whoever. To whoever, like, to... Help us out. Yeah, or exactly. Instead yeah. of fucking social media. Yeah? Yeah. But then who, yeah, who are you writing the letters to? So, for instance, clubs that we want to oh. DJ there and, like... Old, uh, <gasps> old clients that we've worked with. Collaborations. That's so smart. Yeah. yeah. Oh, smart. Are we just spending some money? Christmas, <laughs> some Christmas, uh, <laughs> Christmas messages. <laughs> I hope you're doing good. Standing on two legs. Yeah. Damn. That's actually smart because you guys are going to stand out. I think so. I think so. It's not just like checking. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I can't remember if I said this, but Upper Flow is Ishmael and Alex right now. So I'm in the room true. with Two Upper Flow. Stevie Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I saw someone once say, were, I don't remember the context, but someone was like, the craziest thing that I've ever seen was Stevie Wonder wearing a watch. Because they're like, oh, why the fuck does he need a watch? True. He can't see the fucking time. That's true. <laughs> I was fucking like, yeah. sponsors, I don't know. I, I was Gate like, keeping the watch. Gatekeeping, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gatekeeping time. Yes. <laughs> Name me three hours. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You can't. You can't. <laughs> you can't do it. Can't. You're not a true time fan, dude. <laughs> Um, that was f really fucking funny. Um, but yeah, essentially college radio had a lot of power. So Slim Radio has a lot of power. Yeah. To all my three listeners out there. Exactly. Mom, dad, <laughs> and Thibaut. <laughs> Hello. You guys are the only fucking listeners. I actually don't know how many listeners I have. Felix doesn't let us check anymore. No, it creates bugs. Like, it, it literally does. I thought that was a lie so that we wouldn't check. It's not a lie. It's not a lie? It's not a lie. <gasps> so I haven't been lied to. No. Damn. Definitely not. Okay, fine. I won't check. You can tell the truth around here, I've heard. Exactly. <laughs> That's the lie that told me. <laughs> gatekeeping the truth. Yes. Lying is just gatekeeping the truth. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the truth. I need to stop using that word. It's one of those internet words as well. It's the same yeah. as gaslighting. Fucking hell. It's just hell. overused. This, my current Never favorite did. tweet is, it goes, gaslighting isn't real, you delusional bitch. <laughs> <laughs> nice, I like it. That's my favorite one so far. Oh, fuck it. Yeah. All right, Alex, I did this to Ishmael before. You're going to do it now. Pick a number between 6 and six and 18. 18. You pick number 18? Oh, but it's not between. 17. Well, it can include 18. Oh, then I do 18. Okay. <laughs> then, <laughs> <laughs> then you chose... Song for Elias by the Cat Empire. Yes. Enjoy. Yes. yes. <laughs> Meant to meet you, but I couldn't stay. Till now I never knew how life tears you away. Now I wait for the springtime in Spain. Beautiful being, so sad and so strong You gave me a story, you gave me a song When he played his guitar, she would weep My love, so one rainy day The spirit took flight She made him a cap full of magic and light For his birthday to rule a great stage Performed till the stage, my love And why? 
did you never arrive when we Before you left I saw tears in your eye And your mama just told me choice alex that was, I don't know. Ah, oh my god i almost dropped my water ball on top of my laptop <laughs> thank god it was closed um i'm not in the mood to talk yet i want to play another song <laughs> right. i'm gonna play a brazilian song oh okay i'm famously brazilian um famously. <laughs> famously here is que tal um samba by chico buarque and 
Hamilton, de Holanda. Portuguese is a fake language. Alright, enjoy. Um samba que tal Para espantar o tempo feio Para remediar o estrago Que tal um trago Um desafogo, um devaneio Um samba pra alegrar o dia Pra zerar o jogo Coração pegando fogo E cabeça fria Um samba com categoria Com calma Cair no mar, lavar a alma Tomar um banho de sal grosso Que tal Sair do fundo do poço Andar de boa Ver um batuque lá no cais do Valongo Dançar o jongo lá na pedra do sal Entrar na roda da gamboa Fazer um gol de bicicleta, dar de goleada Deitar na cama da amada e despertar a poeta Achar a rima que completa o estribilho Fazer um filho, que tal? Pra ver crescer, criar um filho Num bom lugar, numa cidade legal Um filho com a pele escura Com formosura Bem brasileiro, que tal? Não com dinheiro Mas a cultura Que tal uma beleza pura No fim da borrasca Já depois de criar casca e perder a ternura Depois de muita bola fora da meta De novo com a coluna ereta, que tal? Juntar os cacos e ir à luta Manter o rumo e a cadência Esconjurar a ignorância, que tal? Desmantelar a força bruta Então que tal puxar um samba? Puxar um samba legal Puxar um samba porreta Depois de tanta mutreta Depois de tanta cascata Depois de tanta derrota Depois de tanta demência E uma dor filha da puta que tal Puxar um samba Que tal um samba Welcome back. Ishmael was about to say something very interesting. Do you want to say it on air? Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. No, theory. <laughs> okay. Theory. Um, a lot of songs in electronic music, mm-hmm. the hooks of those songs are a melody. And when it's a melody, it's a melody that never stops. Like pop, a hook in pop would be something like... Da-da. 
and then the silence and then mm -hmm. da -na 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 -na. so there was like a silence in between right but these fucking melodies are always like and then it will loop again to the beginning and it will never stop yeah. like and i think once you find a melody that is like that hooky and like you basically need to find like that the beginning fits with the ending very well right so it continues like that and then it's something that people can sing like <laughs> for like forever, forever. <laughs> yeah but it like just never stops seriously like i can like i can think of like endless examples for this like for real but isn't that just one of the characteristics of the genre it could be but it's like also not not all the songs have this of course not mm -hmm. all the the songs have a lead that like it's always like right yeah but like i don't know Samstorm that hmm. dude like there's never a silence like it's like give me a break but yeah, there's man. there's not a break because you fucking like it yeah but seriously Alex is no, unimpressed no, no. <laughs> you're not impressed i have no clue what this is about no, no. <laughs> Like, I know and we have songs. a melody. We have one that goes like that, bro. That's like, do it, it goes forever, and I'm that's on the why bike we have to make that song, mate. Because that's like yeah, exactly definitely. that type of melody. Yeah, make it. I dare you. Yeah. Next time you're gonna play it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Next time, we, Next time you're on the show, it. you Fuck play. Yeah. Cool. <sighs> but like, that's exactly one of those melodies. True, man. It just. Never gives you a break, but it also gets better and better every time comes around again. You don't want a break. You don't want a break. No break. No, no, no break. rest for the wicked. <laughs> but yeah, that's my little theory. I don't know. Um, I think I think your theory is pretty true. I guess it's like saying like, guys, I just discovered that the sun is <laughs> not really round. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, it just looks like a circle. It's probably pretty obvious for a lot of people, but to me, it was like a major breakthrough. It's like you finding <laughs> that's out that how, that's how bad I am at this shit. It's like you finding out that copywriter is a job. Like, yes, like, yes, but that's what happened. But for real, it's a relief. It's a relief. This man was just now. He was like, mm -hmm. well, you know, there's a job where you like write stuff for companies and then they pay you for it. And I'm like, yeah, it's a copywriter. <laughs> But like it, the like what I like about it is the intention is very like to sell. It's not like I'm gonna write an article, you know. It's like they literally know what. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh my god, again, again, <laughs> <laughs> <Right> dude. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I just find that I think it's a cool job. I yeah, I think it's a cool I job. I think if you can change words and people buy more shit, that's pretty. <laughs> that's pretty cool. You know who was a copywriter? My mm. mom. Your mom is a copywriter? She was a copywriter. Oh my god, coolest Shit. people in the earth. Yeah. You see, you learn about one job and everybody has that job. <laughs> and now everybody, exactly. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Find she was a copywriter post-mullet, to be fair. Wow. She didn't do both at the same time. She's not that cool. No. No. <laughs> Otherwise, just probably the world would, would have exploded. She would have been too powerful. Too powerful. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm like not feeling my own topic anymore, to be honest. Okay, I've, I've, we're gonna improvise. I've become disinterested in my own topic. You're right. But I feel like I, I have to commit, but... It's very hope. My notes just sound so boring. It's like social media and the breakdown of music gatekeeping, democratization of access and distribution. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I write down my own notes and then I make it sound fun. Back in school. Back in school. Fuck that. No. Well, Teach no. Teach me something real. To be fair, like... <laughs> All right. My notes always sound more boring than I make it sound on the radio. Here's a little behind the scenes snippet. For myself, so that I can boost my own ego, my notes sound way 
smarter than I sound on air, <laughs> basically. Ah. And then on air, I just dumb it down for, you know, the plebs or whatever. Shit. <laughs> so you just called your audience the plebs. Yeah. They're going to love that. My audience are, <laughs> my audience is just idiots. <laughs> And your family. Except my mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I just want to make myself sound smarter. But then I'm on air. I'm like, this. if I were to use these words, it would sound so fucking boring. So then I just talk like a valley girl. Mm. Oh my God, you guys, you have no idea about music gatekeeping and, you know, the mm. social media and fucking TikTok and mm. whatever. Fair enough. That's a little behind the scenes. Um, very interesting topic for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Never so, heard about it. <laughs> no. So, Alex, you smile. <laughs> I feel like I'm third wheeling you guys on my own show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you so just made a very strong point you. about the radio and about gatekeeping and like the power radio college has, and you're also degrading your own show. <laughs> I am and degrading my own show. I can't do to that. me a bit surprising. It's surprising. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like not interested, but I'm just surprised. Surprised by what? By your own comments over your show. <laughs> <laughs> what, did I dumb down my notes? Not at all. You should do whatever you want. <laughs> I do mostly do whatever I want, to be fair. That's very nice. Um, <laughs> okay, I have a question. Yes. Do you guys think that like music genres and subcultures and shit are... Uh -huh. like? Do you feel that difference a lot today? Or is it just like everybody listens to whatever? Oof, that's a tough question for mm. Alex. That's <laughs> yeah, a very tough question for me because I think, like you said, like everybody's just listening to what he or she wants to. And yeah, there's not really, to me, like a very big dividation. Is that even a word? Divide, yeah. Yeah. Just you. divide. <laughs> She's a copywriter. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, that like now even like all the cultures and styles and things are mixed so heavily that we are very very um, yeah <laughs> how do you say that there is not like any uh, boundaries anymore I think right the so. blurring of the lines yeah wow. exactly copywriter exactly. whoa I actually am a writer famously yeah, yeah. <laughs> you totally are as of like four days ago Fuck no yeah. two Two days ago. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. I am a writer. I wrote about a dog cafe. That's all I've achieved so far. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you know. In Amsterdam. I want to go. My friend has a dog and I want to go with you her. You wrote about it. You didn't go. You haven't been. I wrote about it two days ago. No, I wrote about it yesterday. And you haven't been to the dog cafe. <laughs> no. What? I got sick. Ah, uh, true. I'm sorry. I didn't want to make the dog sick. No, no, no. Of course you're responsible. You know they do puppy yoga at that place? You really? can do yoga with your dog. Jesus. And then you can also paint a picture of your dog and you well, get a free glass of wine. You ended up. <laughs> yeah. like, and like, where do people get time? Like, where do, do we do find time? Retirement, like, I guess. Retirement. <laughs> retirement. Uh, weekends also are a thing, you know? Yeah, they are a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People weekends. <laughs> exactly. That's our next song. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's gonna be released by the end of the month, hopefully. <laughs> My Make sister's hyped, man. My sister was like, "Finally, really? yeah, beautiful." Yeah, is she is she able to do something with it? Yeah, the artwork. I think so. Oh, that's so beautiful. Oh yeah, she's the one. Yeah, she's the one that makes your artwork, right? Yeah. Does she do she's all of it? Magnificent. I think she should do all of it forever. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's like I um, never want to work with anybody else. No. <laughs> no. Makes no. So sense. far, yeah. Angel. And then that helps you guys Angel. so much because it makes such a consistent like 
imagery. Yes. Yeah. Was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like still woozy as well. His fiance does all his cover art. So it's all <sighs> very like consistent, like mm. in her style and everything. It's very cool. I like still woozy. Still woozy is very I cool. I like consistency. Should we play? <laughs> you like consistency? <laughs> yeah, you should play it, mate. I'll play still woozy. Do you want that song or another song? That one. That one? Okay. <laughs> I want that one. Goodie bag, still woozy. Some Goody more typing bag. ASMR. <laughs> that was really good. Here is Goodie bag by Still Woozy. Enjoy. I'm just gonna let you guys keep going <laughs> off right. to be honest. Yeah, cool. That sounded uh, very interesting. Yes. We're talking about our fucking hell on earth. We're <laughs> <laughs> just arra- <laughs> arranging fucking tunes. Yes, in a torture machine. It's a torture machine, which it's is a torture Ableton. I am actually starting to get a little mouse arm, I think. <laughs> and what? I have not finished my tune. So <laughs> I'm like in this mental and physical race of like, who's gonna, you know, am I first not gonna feel my hand anymore? Or <laughs> am I gonna be able to finish this tune? So every time I spend and sitting down, it's like, yeah, you have to do it. Otherwise, I'm gonna lose from my hand. Mm. Yeah. So it's a race against time. It is a race against time. Sometimes if you have too much time, um, it's just it's just lacks the creativity. It's like you get true. lazy, you just get obsessed. Yeah, you just get obsessed with things that are not important. <laughs> so true. You need to give yourself a deadline <laughs> and just say, by that day, whatever I have, that's what's going out. Yeah, true, definitely. Yeah. 
I just make my life really difficult. <laughs> <laughs> and then put all the important things aside to right. work on my music. I do the same. And then just be lazy in that space and just let everything else wash over me. And I'm like, oh, this is the best day <laughs> ever spent. What do I have? A kick, snare, and a hi-hat. Am I going to delete it later? <laughs> But, yeah. So making music is physical labor is what you're saying. Well, if you have <laughs> because hand. you have your arm, <laughs> your arm is fucked up. <laughs> no, it's definitely not physical labor. But if you are playing guitar, standing up, you know, of course, there is also way better uh, positions to make something than just right. sitting behind your desk. You know, because yeah, Laura Steve said, Laura Steve said, always use major chords when there's a minor key on the fourth degree <laughs> the because the tension is. Oh my good. god. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> But bro, do you think that arranging is actually like it's not a real thing, I think, honestly. I think like when you're mm -hmm. inspired, that yes. thing happens and it happens, and when you're not, you struggle and that song will never become a song because that's just the way it goes. I feel like to make a song you need to make you kind of need to do it every day. Like yeah, you're doing it, and then one day it clicks, and you don't even know why. Like, bro, leftovers, I'm like, did we make that? Like it just doesn't <laughs> like when we finish the songs. Mm -hmm. It feels like yeah. it was not a struggle, you know, like that one it time. It was a struggle. <laughs> nice. Nice that you remember that yeah, because definitely. I think I forget about like for instance the weekends. Was that a struggle? Struggle. It was a struggle. Struggle. I remember that's fun though. Weren't we just fucking yeah, smoking yeah, and like yeah, yeah. True. chilling? We had fun. We had fun. A lot of fun making it. That one was better. But I imagine I remember with leftovers yes. that it was like okay, so then we have this part and then we have that part and then. Hmm. Arr, arr, and then we just figure it out and we're starting jumping on the couch like, yes because when you yes, figure it out we figure it out the and thrill that was just, it was it is always hard but like for what I've noticed is that when you decide to arrange it's quite important because if there is not a hundred percent vision of this is what the song's gonna be like you have a nice pad for instance and yeah. a nice vibe if you're gonna stretch it out from there you start with your intro It sounds a bit empty, and so you're empty. anticipating a next thing, but it's not really there yet. And if that's only going to be a bass line and a key, for instance, um, it's not really helping you getting anywhere. You're no. just spreading out your mediocre idea. <laughs> yes, exactly. A long time <laughs> for you to think the magical moment is going to happen. But... Um, If you have a bit more to play with and you just make first your chorus quite solid and then you go over to, okay, I'm not going to make the break part, just leave a lot of space between it, you know, and then work on that part and then try to see how to glue them together in a way. And then, of course, if you can make your intro, then paste all the drums and everything to the left and just play the drums. And I was like, okay, what do I feel now? Mm. I think that's also then a way of feeling what is coming next, and and yes. it's a, yeah, it has formulas of course and the bars and whatever, but it's also a very thing of like what do I feel now? Yeah. So I think it's very uh, important to find the balance in that. It's all feeling. It is. Yeah. That's what the that that's what the greats say. The greats. The greats. To be honest, actually, yeah, I, don't I have feel like greats. <laughs> I feel like a lot of really good. Like respected artists are like, I don't fucking know what I did. It just felt cool. Yes, you know? exactly, exactly. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. You're just like channelizing one moment of inspiration. Mm -hmm. You were lucky, bollocks. 
<laughs> complete bollocks. You think so? Opposing yes. Oh, it's so nice that I believe this and you don't. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Fucking perfect. Yes. Okay. That's why of, we're gonna. Of, okay, of course I believe what they say and what they mean by that. Uh-huh. But the road they have put behind to get there at that moment is work every day that is work every day exactly. oh, yeah. struggle and having these talks for instance like hey man i don't really know how to do this and then like of course a thing happens and it's there like it's beautiful you know yeah. and it's sometimes if it's a two-minute song it's two-minute song whatever you know yeah um so yeah i definitely agree with that but i also agree that it's not just like i do whatever i feel and it works out you mm. know Yeah, I think when you're alone, that definitely doesn't work. Because <laughs> when you're with people, you play with people, it's easier that, to like, let go. True, you can bounce off each other. Yeah, 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 it's important. Yeah, that's true. But I guess, yeah, some days you just don't know what you're feeling. That's true. You just sit true. down and you're like, I don't fuck, I don't know. Exactly. What am I feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling like using loops. <laughs> 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 I'm feeling like not programming a single drum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very interesting process. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shall I play a song? Yes. I want to play One Life. What? One Life Might Live by Little Sims. Do you know the song? Mm-mm. Very maybe cool. If you play it, maybe if you play, yeah. Very cool. <laughs> Little Sims is the coolest person in the world. Here it is. One Life Might Live. Enjoy. This'll be what they was waiting on from me. This'll be the realest story that I've ever told. This'll be the bright slide that you ever seen. This'll be the finest joint that I've ever rolled. This'll be my best soul, you can see my scars. This'll be my first name, always in my last. Marriage ain't really in the cards, if you ask. Don't know names, but I might, no familiar face. Know your limit, know your worth, no personal space. Give me that, give me lemons, I'll make lemonade. It's a trap if they say they want you to be the same. Every single one of them I dated do the same. Figure that I'm better off just giving love to self. No one love you like I love you, baby, not to self. Don't be foolish, I'm the one that do this, not yourself. Got a deeper understanding than me, know yourself. Don't know names, but I might not familiar face. Say you're born to do this, but you ain't got what it takes. Damn sure in it, everything vivid. I got one life and I might just live it. I got one life and I might just live it. I got one life. And get it popping in this party Oh, you charming, but you a freak You was nasty In the bathroom, doing lines of the Charlie I don't do drugs, but I ain't judging, it's nothing Please don't kill my high, I've been getting on it for days now Always on a vibe, you joining, yo, is you coming? This is suicide, yo, don't let them tell you lies Never thought that I would see the day, I'd be surprised Nothing is a shock to me, you see it in my eyes Everyone that's wrong, me put their bodies to the side You will never know, it's me, I pull up in disguise Don't know names, but I might know familiar face Everything you own, a singing name, it's all at stake How the hell you get off in this life being fake? Fucking put the pen down and give us all a break Damn sure in it, everything vivid I got one life and I might just live it I got one life and I might just live it I got one life and I might just live it I got one life and I might just live it I got one life and I might just live it Ain't no smells up in my circle Don't need rats, I don't need snakes Oh, 
was nice. Short and sweet. Very nice. Short and sweet. That was like definitely a jam they were doing. And like, yeah. One one life might live by Little Sims. She made this in 2020 when it was all like lockdown. So I think she made she did everything by herself. Cool. Sweet. Let's like see. at home and shit. Very nice. I think. Very very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Yes. Very very nice. You have wow. any other topics to to yeah. to like, to like challenge I can your brain? Challenge your brains. Yes. Um. Well, let's see. Man, I have too many notes. I can't even make sense of them myself. Well, did we talk enough about like arrangement, gatekeeping? Arrangement. <laughs> <laughs> I feel talk. like we're still into. <laughs> I think we're still into we can talk more now. about arrangement. <laughs> no, <laughs> do, you make, do you make music yourself? Huh? Do you make music yourself? Do you make music? I once tried for two hours and I got distracted. How did you try? Garage Band. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Good. I do like watching people make music sometimes, but I haven't done that in a couple years. Um, Because I feel like the ones that I watch is like a song that already exists, and then it's just the process of them like layering and doing it together. I I feel like watching an actual song be made from scratch, that's like a day. Yeah, 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 (laughs) for sure. Weeks, maybe sometimes. Yeah. Some songs, you know, Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin was written in two hours. Crazy, yeah. Because it just flows in that moment. It's insane. It's really yeah. weird. Yeah. yeah I also think that when you are starting something new, you probably do because you don't know anything yeah. about it. So you probably go and do what you have more fun with. Yeah. And then when you start learning, things start to get fucked. Like, <laughs> for instance, when I first, I was also a garage band, like you. Right. And what I was doing is pretty much just dragging loops of drums and then I was doing melodies myself because I always kind of liked melodies. Yeah. And I was having a lot of fun. And then I went to a production school and they told me, or I started to see that a lot of people used to program drums and I was like, oh, then this must be the way now. So I started to like learn how to program drums, but like, I don't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I'm gonna do what I enjoy. And it's normally like the first thing, like I, I feel like now, I don't wanna have this judgment of like, if I'm making a song with just drum loops, it's like, I judge it as if it's worse. Yeah. Because I, I got taught that this is not the way or something. You You're know, like, it's like, theoretically, man, it's not, this not fun. How you do like, it. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, there's no like right or wrong way to no. do it. No, no. No? Right? <laughs> It really, but that's what we were talking about before. Also, that it's like feeling. Yes. You know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think so. I think just like do literally what you kind of want to do, and like it's about getting rid of these layers of like judgment and yeah. bullshit. It's that like innocence <laughs> and curiosity that you have to really that preserving that is work in itself. It's super hard. You get told all this shit yes. by people who listen and then also people who make music and like technically you're supposed uh, to And do they're it fucking like this. losers as well. Like they're <laughs> lost as fuck as well like you yeah. are, you know. I made a commitment to myself and that is to not watch any tutorials Boom. anymore. Mm. Nice. Like, Very smart. It's like of course they can give you a massive amount of tips and whatever but it's just all not about you or what you want to make, you know. Yeah. And like, it's time to listen to yourself instead of trying to find the information out there that's going to save your ass because that's not out there. Yeah. Promise me, listeners, I looked everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just time to make your own shit, you know. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, especially yeah. when you already know how to use the fucking, like, Ableton or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, if yeah. you already know the basics, yeah. you've watched the tutorials for the basics, and then you're like, okay, well... 
I have a massive brain. I can figure it this comes out. Comes the time to let go. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes, man. It really is. Yeah, it is. So it's like I'm lately trying to do that, like, or just one hour a day, but like being like, okay, I'm gonna find because okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna find a drum loop that inspires me because like I also need to have that feeling of like I'm playing with somebody. So if I make everything myself, feels like. It's weird, man. It feels like this really weird. It's like it's just me in this song or something, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that makes me think of Nick Cave, who literally... Do you know who Nick Cave is? Yeah. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, by name, but I'm so horrible. Okay, well, basically... <laughs> you are horrible, man. <laughs> <laughs> what, like in general or what? When it comes to these uh, topics. Okay. Um, have you seen Peaky Blinders? Yes. The theme song is by Nick Cave. <sighs> For I reference, I love him. For, yeah, <laughs> no, for reference, no that's him. Um, but he right. he treats making music as a full time job. Like he's yeah. like, yeah. wake up at eight, start at nine, yeah. write music for right. eight hours, yeah. and he's like, sometimes it'll take me fucking months to write a song or whatever. Yeah, definitely. But I feel like sometimes that even goes against the feeling thing that we're talking about because he's like forcing himself True. to sit. Really like room. a business. Yeah, I don't like that. Maybe. I, like I guess Maybe. to him it works because yeah. his music is good, but great. Yeah, he's like the only person that I know that works like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because then I feel like to a certain extent you're like depriving yourself of the experience that you would otherwise write about. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. True, exactly. You're not living the life that you should be living because yeah. you're locked up making music. Yeah, but at the same time. Like he does talk about shit in his music, so I don't know what. Like maybe he his brain is just he's built yeah. different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 I don't know. It's just good. It's but good. I just thought that was interesting because he literally treats it like a nine to five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I guess that is really good. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. I think. Like, I think also a lot of writers are doing that. Right? Yeah. Yeah, but then there's also like Leonard Cohen, who takes like years to write one song. Uh huh. And uh-huh. Fiona Apple, who also has like years between albums, because. She said, every time she writes an album, she's like, well, that's probably going to be my last one because she's like, I've said everything I have to say. And then she lives another five years of life and she's like, just kidding, I have more to say. I (laughs) like that in a way. Yeah. I've always, I don't like music that doesn't have like a meaning behind, you know, because it's just Mm -hmm. like you're making like a product, man. Yeah. And that is what's happening with this fucking content, fucking (laughs) bullshit. There's this pressure to generate shit. Yeah, and to post and to create and to that. So there's a lot of meaningless music being made. Quantity yeah. over like, quality. Definitely. Yeah, and then I feel like I feel bad because I haven't made a song in a fucking year, which yeah. is also not true. But like, it's like I think that's a normal time span to make actually yeah. good music. It's like a fucking year or something, because at least it has a message, you know? Like, yeah, it's not just like. <laughs> A, a lot of I feel like the norm is to have at least one year between albums for example for a lot yeah. of artists at least sometimes yeah. two three you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like I feel like it's just too much pressure to yeah constantly put shit out everything is oversaturated it's crazy it's crazy it's like one song a month like what the fuck <laughs> it's is like that you don't have time because also once you put out a song especially if you're already like big then you have to do all this press shit and you have to yeah. like like there's just so much to do and then how do you I remember I don't remember which show this was for that I did but I was doing research for something and uh, somebody posed the theory that an artist's best work is their first album because that's when they have the most to say they have the most to prove and they had they have the beginner's mindset as well yeah they have that 
like yeah that innocence like curiosity Fuck, leftovers is our best thing man <laughs> <laughs> from here on we're going downhill it's all downhill <gasps> from here <laughs> so down it is um, and then there's also like they had the time to make it whereas like let's say you make an album it's your first one it's huge very successful and then you spend a year doing press concerts Tours, promo yeah. all this shit and then you start and you have to write another album and you're like what I didn't have time to like breathe, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then uh, that, yeah, I I started thinking about that, and I was like, that's kind of true. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, 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 it could be, could be. I just don't know because I, I don't know. <laughs> I know? can't. To be fair, now the only artist that I can listen to whose first album is my favorite one is Violent Femmes, who is like the debut. You know, you know that song. That's Violent Femmes. What? Maybe. You don't know? I don't know. Surely you know. I think you'll recognize it if I play it. I'll just play the opening riff. Wait. Blister in the sun. It's more typing ASMR. Ready? Yeah. You're, you're definitely going to recognize this. Wait. Do you recognize it? No. No? No. Okay, well, anyway, that's Blister in the Sun by Fallon Femmes. I love that song. Nice. But their debut album is my favorite one. And then everything else, I was just... I've never even listened, Yeah. to be honest. Yeah. I've listened to, like, one. Um, that I is forget. also a thing. If you have a favorite song from somebody, you're just going to listen to that song. That's also why the fact that you need to produce so many songs. Yeah. If... People have one song that they like from you and it's, the, it's their favorite, like really their favorite. Yeah. They're just going to be super happy to listen to it over and over again. Like it will always bring them the same feeling and like they will just be happy. It's like, ah, it's the little song from them that I like it. Yeah. You know? But then, then you're just, you should just make music for yourself basically. Yeah. If you're not, obviously, if it's like your main source of income, there's all these yeah. other conversations that yeah. like, okay, well, do you want to eat this month? Because then you need to make a song. Yeah. But that's not the case for you guys. No. So just do whatever you want. No. <laughs> Luckily, we don't no. eat. So. <laughs> you just photosynthesize. Yes, that's pretty cool. That's kind of a flex. Yeah, so flex. <laughs> so flex. So flex. flex. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm in the mood for an MF Doom. Woo. Do you? Shall I? I'm in the mood for a coffee. A coffee. <laughs> okay. Here's Doomsday by MF Doom. Enjoy. Ever since the womb till I'm back with my brother went, that's what my tumor say. 
Right above my government's tumor lake Either unmarked or engraved, hey, who's to say? I wrote this one in BCDC, old section If you don't believe me, go get bagged and checked in Cell number 17, I'm under the top bunk I say this not to be mean, was bad luck a pop junk Pop the trunk on C-Cypher Punk, leave him left scrape God forbid, if ain't no escape, blame my meth tape Definition super villain, a killer who loved children One who is well skilled in destruction as well as building My city seller teaches the trife to be trifer I'm trading science fiction with my man alive lifer A pie pipe, a holler, a rhyme, a dollar and a dime Do a sting, ring around a white collar crime Get out my face, asking about my case, need toothpaste Professor mint, monkey style nigga to death to death And dope fiends still in their teens Shook niggas turn witness, real men's mind their own business That's the difference between sissy pissy rappers is double dutch How come I hold a microphone double clutch COs make rounds, never have ox found On shakedown, lockdown, wet dreams of Fox Brown On doomsday, ever since the wound till I'm back where my brother went That's what my tumor say Right up on my government doomalate Either unmarked or engraved, hey who's to say Doomsday, ever since the wound till I'm back to the essence Read it off the tomb the engraved or unmarked grave, who's to say? Pass the mic like Pastor P's like they used to say. Some MFers don't like how Sally walk. I tell y'all fools is hella cool, her lady from Cali talk. Never let it interfere with the Yeti ghetto slang. Nicknames off nipple and temper nipples metal fang. Known amongst hoes for the bang bang. Known amongst foes for flow without no talking orangutans. Only gin and tang, guzzle out a rusty tin can. Me and this mic is like yin and yang. Clang, crime don't pay. Listen you, it's like me holding up the line at the kissing booth. I took her back to the truck, she was uncool Spitting all out the sunroof, through her missing tooth But then she has a sexy voice, sound like Jazzy Joyce So I turned it up faster than a speeding knife Strong enough to please a wife Able to drop today's math in the 48 keys of life Cut the crap for his rap Touch the mic and get the same thing an A-Rab would do to you for stealing What the devil, he's on another level It's a word, no a name, MF the super villain Was Doomsday by MF Doom. 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 I'm in the room with Darth you guys Vader, play apparently. Doom? I'm not playing Doom. I'm not playing Doom Lady now. <laughs> <laughs> I like play. to go outside personally. Yeah? <laughs> nice. Right now. <laughs> um, Talking about going outside. 
You we, guys are off. We need to go. Yeah. We're gonna go. Yeah, we need to go. That's okay. Thank you for joining me. No, Thank no worries. Thank you. It was very fun. It to was. Have you guys. You know what you guys earned? Bam! Oh my oh, god! Oh, sir! I thought we were gonna put it in my pocket. Uh, <laughs> that's just for you guys. That's very cute. Personal. Thank you so much. Bam. All right. Bam. Bam. Thank you for coming. No worries. Yeah, no worries. Have fun DJing. Yeah, you, you guys are much. DJing tonight at Sissy's. We're getting drunk. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody wants to go see the Upper Flow, tell Oof. them when the and where. The Upper Flow, because it is a thing. <laughs> the one and only. Tell them where to find you. Tell the people where to find you. At Sissy's. At Sissy's. What time? Um... For your mom, she can <laughs> <laughs> my mom would take approximately 16 hours to get here because she is in Brazil. Nice. So then we can wake up then fresh. We can go to Brazil. <laughs> then we can go to Brazil. <laughs> Personal DJ set for my mom. Yes. yes. So yeah, like uh, Sissy's 10 to 1. Sissy's 10 to 1. Fuck All yeah. right. Have fun, boys. Hell Thank yeah. You, Goodbye. While you guys leave, I'm going to play Rhiannon by Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> oh yeah. That's such a good song to leave. It's so good. It's your exit song. Boom. Boom. Bam. 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 Goodbye.
I am now alone in the studio. Ishmael and Alex have abandoned me. So now, yeah, I'll just talk about my own topic now, I guess. <laughs> They're not here to talk anymore about Ableton or arrangements or whatever music people do. I just talk about something and I don't know how to make it. Um, I, yeah, I don't make music. <laughs> I just talk about it. Um, so gatekeeping i talked not a lot about this to be fair but um ishmael and alex were we kind of talked about like subgenres, subcultures subgenres, music genres niches and stuff how that is a little bit today because in the past and i'm thinking like like thousands and thousands of years ago like 1970s 1980s you know like the middle ages basically um when it was everything was determined by record labels and radio plays like the 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 old-fashioned shit that we know that i also touched on a little bit earlier how record labels were the main gatekeepers and radio stations also and music critics would make or break an artist's career and everything um I feel like at that time, subcultures were very prominent. Like, there was punk, there was goth, there was grunge, there was disco, there was... I don't know. Those were the main ones that I could think about, to be honest. There... Oh, fuck. What was the one? Um, with It was something boys. I don't know. But there was there were a lot of subcultures, and they would present themselves in very obvious ways. Like... Maybe the easiest one for me to explain is goth, for example. When I say the word goth, you can picture how someone would dress, how they would carry themselves, maybe their interests, um, and maybe the music they would listen to. Or also when I say punk, maybe that one's easier to explain, like what music they would listen to. It's just punk music. I mean, it's also just goth music, but you know what I mean. Um, whereas now, I feel like it's... <laughs> I feel like now the equivalent of that is like aesthetic. Like what aesthetic are you? I remember seeing a tweet that was like, Hey, nice to meet you. So what's your aesthetic? Are you, what is it? Are you visco core, visco girl? Are you norm core? Are you coquette? Are you this? Are you that? La la la. And it named like all these fucking aesthetics or trends or whatever you want to call them. And I feel like that's just like, uh, a re, labeling um of subcultures but like what is a subculture you know i should have this answer ready actually because i wrote my master's thesis partially on subcultures so let's see if i can actually find the definition from from my own master's thesis um but basically i feel like Wait, oh my god, wait. Now I really want to find it. Look at me searching for this on air. Um, wow, Blackman's study of youth subcultures forms the basis... Okay. <laughs> um... Okay, so the definition, concerned with agency and action belonging to a subset or social group that is distinct from but related to the dominant culture. Doesn't that just really roll off the tongue? Oh, and clashing with societal norms. So it can refer to groups of people who share common art, beliefs, morals, and behavior. Um, they can extend themselves beyond, beyond just sharing common interests but it can manifest itself also in many aspects of life it can also be like your values um what you think is right what you think is wrong and everything so it's it's think of subculture what think of cultures and then on a smaller scale <laughs> basically um but that is 
the gist of it according to my own thesis. I just uh, referenced myself because I do have a master's degree, famously, and a job now. I'm a writer, by the way. Um, <laughs> so I can't stop winning. Um, but that's what a subculture is. And now I wonder if today subcultures, according to that definition, that strong where it's, it's you know, groups of people with the same beliefs, morals, behavior, and everything. Um, or if today it's more just an external way to kind of carry yourself. Um, maybe that's why the word aesthetic is used more. You know, it's like norm core is just dressing fucking normal. <laughs> Think of Jerry Seinfeld. Or there's like ballet core. There's bimbo core. <laughs> uh, there's all these things of like basically just how you dress and how you carry yourself. But then a lot of people also kind of change their values. For example, I watched a video about bimbo core, which is just, I forget exactly how to define it, but if you know what a bimbo is, it's just like dumb blonde. Um, it's a degrading term, bimbo, but then it's one of those things of people like reclaiming it. And obviously a lot of these are satire and jokes, but one TikTok that I saw about this was this girl who was like intentionally dumbing herself down <laughs> to like fully become a bimbo. <laughs> and yeah, and then this video was like 40 minutes and it was talking about how like, yeah, sometimes, you know, ignorance is bliss and there's so much going on in the world that you just want to dumb yourself down and like not participate. But that's a whole other conversation. But essentially, I don't know. I'm talking for ages and I still don't know if subcultures today exist in the same way that they did before. Maybe they do, but maybe they're just less intense. Like, you know, people maybe put less of their identity into just one single thing. You know, like fewer people would be like, I am a punk and fully like pretty much only listen to punk, dress the classic punk way, um, and all these things. That obviously does still happen, but I feel like on a lesser, smaller scale. Um, and maybe that's just because punk is less prominent now. Like these genres that had these subcultures are less prominent now. But I'm trying to think of genres today that are growing, um, up and coming, or prominent and everything and I don't think that they necessarily have a, a a subculture or even necessarily a an aesthetic that people carry like all the time in how they dress and everything I don't know if if any of today's bigger genres or artists have that you know um I don't know I really don't know. Maybe there's like the, I don't know what you would call it, but like people who listen to like, this was more prominent also in like 2017, but people who listen to like Brockhampton, Tyler, the creator. And then I just picture them in overalls and like baggy pants, Converse one stars or golf Lafleur because that's the Tyler, the creator Converse partnership. And but that's kind of like the close uh, also listening to like Mac DeMarco, like those people. But even then, it's not just one genre like Mac DeMarco makes different music than Tyler, the creator, for example. Um, so I really don't know. I really don't know. I'm talking in circles. I need a minute to sit and think. Um, so I'm going to play a very fun, upbeat song uh, by. Oh, wait, what? Hold on. I'm confused. Um 
Okay, interesting. I just found out the name of the artist of the song because it's called The Anxiety, which I thought was the name of the album. But it's Willow and Tyler Cole, and the song is called Meet Me at Our Spot, and it's personally very fun. Enjoy. that just a treat that was meet me at our spot by the anxiety who i just learned that um group name but it's willow and tyler cole that was really fun i was trying to figure out if subcultures exist in the same way uh today that they used to in like the you know 70s 80s and everything sorry i'm shifting in my chair right now because my pants are a little bit uncomfortable uh, <laughs> um and i basically just got I, I could not answer my own question, um, but I was thinking about, well, yeah, I was thinking about this, and I, even though I couldn't come to one specific answer, I have some points. Um, so because of social media, and I keep trying to avoid social media as a topic because I think it's so overdone, especially someone doing the degree that I did, it's just constantly used as an example, and I'm like, okay, can we like, please, for the love of God, talk about something else. But we can't. Like, it's kind of inevitable because it's fucking everything. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's how we live our lives. Well, most of us. Um, there are people who don't have social media, which for some reason is, like, 
kind of hot. There, I said it. Moving on. Um, <laughs> so social media platforms, they really like, they gave niche genres and subcultures the ability to thrive. They can connect and engage with each other from different locations around the globe. So for example, when Alex and Ishmael were still here, I mentioned that my mom was a goth without knowing she was a goth. And they were like, damn, she had a mullet. She was a goth. She was a copywriter. <laughs> she was so cool. And then, but subcultures were not that intense in Brazil, from what I know, as intense as they were in the US or the UK, because the US and UK were really leading, you know, the music industry. That's where a lot of the music came from, um, especially the US. So I guess in other places, it was just less intense because, I don't know, you were less in the loop in a way, you know, you didn't have this like accessibility that we have today you you weren't as much part of the conversation as you can be now so now that's kind of gone people from different places around the world can connect and swuck as we know and my brain immediately goes to reddit forums when i'm talking about this because obviously yeah there's instagram there's all this shit but reddit is where you can actually like talk and interact and make points and say like here's what i think about this what are your opinions and then people start like fighting for some reason i will say when i was doing my thesis i put my like survey on reddit for the subcultures that i was studying and the goths were so fucking nice to me they're like i swear goth people are the, the coolest chillest people in the world like they just want to dress like a vampire and be left alone and like that's it you know they're so chill uh <laughs> so they were so nice punk people were also pretty nice to me everyone in general was nice to me um but i feel like also that is just generally being a decent human <laughs> but the goths particularly were so nice to me um but basically you don't have to rely so much um, on, you know, your geographic location to be in touch with a subculture or a movement or something. You know, you can really explore a wide range of genres that maybe didn't receive mainstream exposure in the past, which leads to the rise of micro, micro genres and subgenres and everything, um, which because it's I feel like how do subgenres happen? I don't. No. <laughs> Basically, think of a genre as a big umbrella. Subgenres fall under that big umbrella. So within punk, let's say, there's like surf punk, there's hardcore punk, there's all this shit. And I remember, oh, I just remembered this website that I also used for my thesis. It was fucking crazy. It, like, I want to find it now. If I find it, I'll post it on my story of my Instagram at my mom's mullet. It was so sick. But it like mapped, it used like math basically it mapped genres like on an axis and i forget exactly what the axes were um and it would just the way that they placed the genres how close and how far they were to each other online was also how uh similar they were to each other and then you click on the genre and then you see all the sub genres of that genre it was fucking sick and it was like thousands i think they had like three thousand genres or something in there it was really cool if i find it i'll put it there um but so I feel like subgenres happen because let's say an artist makes a song for a genre, but they like another one and then they find a cross between the two and then boom, subgenre, you know? Um, and I feel like that's really cool. And then also with social media, there's cross pollination, you know, there's blending of different influences, which 
leads to proliferation, massive, massive brain word right there. Um, then there's, yeah, proliferation of subcultures. They intersect. Um, there's this cross pollination, you know, it's what I said before, like people with different interests, uh, talk <laughs> that's essentially what it comes down to and this makes me think of gatekeeping i feel like in a way there's less of it now because there's less of that like oh i'm a punk i can't talk to like this this person because they're not a punk it's like you don't know you're talking to a random person online you don't know who the fuck they are maybe if you saw them in real life you wouldn't have spoken to them you know um and that's essentially, yeah, that's what it comes down to. It's people are more, more exposed to shit because in a way it's almost like we're more open-minded. I feel like a lot of that is also generational. I think my generation is very, um, open-minded as well. Uh, and that's again, a whole other conversation, but then yeah, interests, aesthetics and everything from different scenes, different subcultures, different interests or whatever can be shared they can be blended so then these lines are more and more blurred um but then yeah so then that's that's kind of how it happens and that also explains why subcultures today are less intense you know so i guess i just answered my own question from before they do not exist in the same way that they did before um because of that they're just less intense um less i guess they're less less uh purist in a way you know you're like yeah okay i like this one thing but i don't want to dress like that person I, it's uncomfortable like i don't want to wear like skinny leather pants i want to wear sweats like i can still listen to whatever that is you know um it's less of like a whole lifestyle now i feel like it's um like being a punk or being a goth or whatever is less of a whole lifestyle than it used to be because you can listen to that song or that music and still dress like a normal person, <laughs> I guess. Um, that's so normcore, you know? <laughs> you can't escape. You can't escape being a certain subculture or a certain genre. <laughs> um, I think, I don't know. It's weird, though, because at the same time, there are all of those little, like, aesthetics. So, for example, coquette the coquette aesthetic um i'm still learning about this but i've seen some discourse about it online for a while and from what i've seen it's just dressing very girly very like very frilly clothes um baby pink white lots of bows and everything and i feel like i think the music associated with that would be like lana del rey and stuff um probably fuck what are they called um the ones who did Fade Into You. How am I forgetting that? Fade Into You. Mazzy Star. Yeah. So like that kind of stuff. Um, and then there's like Cottagecore. And then there's all this stuff. And then, for example, Cottagecore, that's just like wanting to live by a cabin or in a cabin in the woods and like have a farm and grow your own berries and also actually wear bows in your hair and all this shit. <laughs> um, but that kind of thrived in 2020 probably just because everybody wanted to go outside more than anything ever um and then definitely some people adopted that as like a whole lifestyle but i feel like it's on a smaller scale than it used to be with yeah punk and goth and everything um so 
that's where I'll leave it. I'll leave that question kind of awkwardly hanging in the air because I only have two minutes left, unfortunately. Um, so I'm going to end today's show with a very lovely song that has recently found its way back to me. Um, I remembered it existed. I used to listen to it so much, like two-ish years ago. Um, and it's fucking incredible. It's also by the Cat Empire, who we've played before. This is called all that talking thank you so much for listening thank you ishmael and alex for joining me um i will see you in two weeks i love you very very much goodbye And when it happens, it's like honey and pain Horns in the rain I miss these seas and mysteries A dog with no name It's that time again I'm not sure if I'm sleeping But the vision's as clear as fog on the pier Somewhere fishing aimlessly A thought's an idea A sound is an ear And gods with none believe in Being chased by the lamb A knife in its sand I look down from that mountain Saw the moon get a tan On a beach with no sand Something came and Something rare to make up my mind, simply horrified. She looked a little doubtful, smirked and said, It's divine to light with no lime sometimes. Mm-hmm.